2: On December 23, 2016, Carrie Fisher flew home from London to Los Angeles. Fifteen minutes before the plane was supposed to land, Fisher stopped breathing.
0: Four days later, the Star Wars actress passed away at just 60 years old. The cause of death couldn't be pinpointed. She suffered from sleep apnea, and there was a buildup of fatty tissues in her arteries. In her system, traces of cocaine, MDMA, heroin, and other opiates.
2: Millions of fans around the world pinned their hair in buns as they grieved, but no one mourned harder than her mother, Debbie Reynolds.
0: Reynolds was an actress herself, known for starring roles in films like Singing in the Rain and How the West Was Won.
2: After her daughter's death, The 84-year-old was inconsolable. She felt almost like her grief was swallowing her whole.
0: 24 hours later, Reynolds felt a sudden sharp pain in her chest. She began to sweat and couldn't seem to catch her breath. Her son Todd was worried, especially after his mother whispered to him, I want to be with Carrie.
2: By the time the ambulance arrived at Cedars-Sinai Medical Center in Los Angeles, Reynolds was already dead. At first, the doctors were baffled.
0: It was difficult to know what exactly had killed Carrie Fisher, but there were plenty of options to choose from. But Debbie Reynolds? The answer appeared to be a seemingly impossible cliché. She died of a broken heart. When our bodies fail, we trust doctors to diagnose the problem. But medicine isn't always an exact science. Sometimes it's a guessing game with life-or-death stakes.
2: This is Medical Mysteries, a ParCast original. I'm Molly.
0: And I'm Richard. Every Tuesday, we'll look at the strangest real-life medical cases in history and the experts who raced against the clock to save them.
2: As we follow these high-intensity stories, we'll explore medical research that might solve the puzzle. We'll also analyze all the evidence and try to find an answer.
0: You can find episodes of Medical Mysteries and all other Parcast Originals for free on Spotify or wherever you listen to podcasts. To stream Medical Mysteries for free on Spotify, just open the app and type Medical Mysteries in the search bar.
2: At Parcast, we're grateful for you, our listeners. You allow us to do what we love. Let us know how we're doing. Reach out on Facebook and Instagram at Parcast and Twitter at Parcast Network.
0: This is our first and only episode on Takotsubo cardiomyopathy, also known as stress-induced cardiomyopathy, apical ballooning syndrome, or more romantically, broken heart syndrome. No matter the name, it refers to a group of symptoms brought on by acute emotional stress which can cause heart failure.
2: In this episode, we'll examine a number of known cases of broken heart syndrome, some theorized cases, and the controversial study of emotions as a cause for terrifying physical symptoms.
0: Today, when we say that someone is suffering from a broken heart, chances are we are speaking in metaphor. It's not a medical diagnosis, but an emotional one. The broken heart is a symbol of love lost, grief, pain, sorrow, and betrayal. It's more idiomatic than symptomatic.
2: In literature, however, a broken heart has been known to kill. Let's take, for example, The children's book, Where the Red Fern Grows, by Wilson Rawls.
0: Fair warning, we're about to spoil the ending. If you'd rather not have that happen, skip ahead about 30 seconds. We'll make sure you're caught up.
2: Okay. At the end of Where the Red Fern Grows, two hunting dogs named Old Dan and Little Annie are out in the woods with their beloved owner, Billy Coleman, when the trio is attacked by a mountain lion. We'll spare you the details, but in the end, the dogs kill the mountain lion and, in turn, save Billy's life.
0: The heroism of their deed, however, comes at an extraordinarily high price. Old Dan suffers severe injuries and not long after passes away.
2: Now, in life, little Annie and old Dan were pretty much inseparable. Two peas in a pod. And without old Dan... Poor little Annie finds herself lost, heartbroken even.
0: I'm sure you can connect the dots. A few days later, Annie passes away from her grief. She's found dead, resting atop old Dan's grave.
2: Little Annie is buried next to old Dan, and a red fern starts to grow between them, allegedly a sign that an angel was present. It's all very tragic. It's all very symbolic and high stakes. But we understand that it's literature. It's made up. We'll wait one more second for anyone who skipped ahead.
0: If you're rejoining us, we're done with the spoilers. You can read or watch Where the Red Fern Grows on Your Own. The broad point is that entertainment has made good use of the trope of dying from a broken heart
2: enough that, perhaps, death by a broken heart is now subconsciously associated with romanticism, hyperbole, and fiction. So let's step away from fiction for a second. Let's travel back in time to visit a very real, very famous couple.
0: The love between the legendary musicians Johnny and June Carter Cash is said to have been transcendent it endured seemingly endless obstacles. Divorces, careers, drugs, alcohol, abuse,
2: and fame. Not only has their love been immortalized in the Grammy award-winning music that defined both of their careers, but it's been dramatized in the Academy award-winning film, Walk the Line.
0: Cash and Carter married in 1968 and were together until June passed away on May 15, 2003. Four months later, Johnny passed away.
2: The timeline and proximity of the couple's deaths had made some fans suggest that Johnny had died of a broken heart.
0: But we can't merely consider Johnny's cause of death and its proximity to June's in a vacuum. The mystery of broken heart syndrome begins outside of medicine, with the enigma of human emotions themselves something we know Johnny and June had in spades.
2: Emotions are at once real and subjective, intangible and unavoidable, impossible to measure and impossible to communicate without something being lost in translation.
0: In fact, humans' attempt at trying to distill and communicate emotion is responsible for most of what we now refer to as art. Take, for example, the song Ring of Fire. Johnny might have made the song famous, but it was written by June Carter with assistance from Merle Kilgore. It's about falling in love with Johnny.
2: The lyrics go as follows. The taste of love is sweet When hearts like ours meet I fell for you like a child Oh, but the fire went wild I fell into a burning ring of fire. I went down, 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 and the flames went higher, and it burns, burns, burns that ring of fire.
0: Those lyrics have been experienced by millions of people around the world. When you listen to them, they are processed and filtered through the lens of your own experience. Something that is entirely unique to you, which is to say you will never know exactly what June Carter felt when the song was written, even if you may come close. And even if she were alive today, asking her to explain the song to you is, in a sense, an exercise in insanity. The song is her explanation.
2: Let's take a more common example of trying to communicate an emotion. The words, I love you in order to even try to grasp what they mean, we need a few things, the first being context.
0: Let's do a little experiment. Think of the last time that someone told you they loved you. Who delivered the words? When did they deliver them? And where did they deliver them?
2: Great, that's the easy part. It will get you closer to understanding what they meant, but not all the way. You still have to consider how did they say it and of course why
0: Now some of these answers are at best guesses and those guesses are filtered through the lens of your own reality to arrive at an interpretation that makes sense to you and setting aside for a moment whether or not your interpretation is correct there is still one more question to ask Did they mean it and if so
2: how much It comes down to faith. So when Johnny Cash wrote to June Carter on her 65th birthday, you're the number one earthly reason for my existence. How lucky I am to share my life with the greatest woman I ever met. It could be considered evidence that he simply could not go on living without her. Why exist without his number one reason?
0: Naturally, there are those that believe him, those that want to believe him, and those that are skeptical. That skepticism is based on what they know about Cash's past and their own personal experience. When Johnny died four months after June, there are those who blamed his history of drug and alcohol abuse, his chain smoking, or his diabetes.
2: Dr. Michael Hunter, who led the 2018 review of Cash's medical records, Asserts that Cash's cause of death was polypharmacy. That's a toxic interaction between prescribed drugs. He was, after all, taking a cocktail of 30 different prescription medications at the time.
0: Medical experts are required to use objective reasoning. For Dr. Hunter, the four-month proximity to June's passing could only be considered a coincidence, not the cause. However, given that Johnny Cash had survived his prescription drug cocktail for years and then suddenly succumbed to it shortly after June's death, the timing becomes less coincidental. But the medical profession has a hard time considering cause and effect.
2: Historically, faith and science are at odds, and that's proven to be quite a conundrum in cases of potential broken heart syndrome. There is no objective explanation for our emotions or for how exactly they impact our health. We just know that, objectively, they do.
0: Which brings us to the word syndrome. A syndrome, as opposed to a disease, is a group of symptoms that don't have a definite cause.
2: And because a syndrome's symptoms are often shared with other medical conditions— doctors are more likely to attribute the cause of death to the symptom, or rather a ramification of one of those symptoms.
0: Take actress Debbie Reynolds. She passed just 24 hours after her daughter Carrie Fisher. The cause of Reynolds' death was determined to be intracerebral hemorrhage, a
2: hemorrhage of the
0: brain brought on by a stroke.
2: At 84, Reynolds was no stranger to health problems not the least of which being hypertension, a known contributing factor for a stroke. For doctors, the simple deduction was that she died of a stroke, despite the fact that, like Johnny Cash, she'd had all the same health risks long before she died.
0: Doctors are trained to be logical. But our current understanding of broken heart syndrome isn't exactly logical. At least, not entirely. Up next, a fatal accident leaves a broken-hearted sister picking up the pieces.
1: This episode is brought to you by Rakuten. Are you ready to shop? Rakuten's Big Give Week is back. Get 15% cash back at hundreds of stores, including Headliners, Ulta, Ray-Ban, and Canon. Rakuten is how in-the-know shoppers get the best savings. You won't see higher cashback rates than these. Go to Rakuten.com or download the Rakuten app. R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Shoppers get it.
0: Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile unlimited premium wireless. Have to get 30, 30 GB to get 30, MB to get 20, 20, 20 to get 20, 20 bet you get 15, 15, 15, 15 just 15 bucks a month. so Give it a try at mintmobile.com/switch.
1: $45 up front for 3 months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com.
2: Now back to the story.
0: Takotsubo cardiomyopathy, better known as broken heart syndrome, is a series of symptoms brought on by acute emotional stress. Due to scientists' limited understanding of how emotional health impacts physical health, the disease has largely remained a mystery. So what does science definitively say about a broken heart? When does a romantic notion associated with fiction become a very real, potentially fatal reality?
2: Let's take a closer look at some case studies. In the Western Journal of Emergency Medicine, researchers detail one particular case of an elderly Caucasian woman. The journal does not mention the year or her name, so for our purposes, we'll call her
0: Jane. 67-year-old Jane was healthy. She ate well and exercised regularly. One morning, she went outside to mow the lawn.
2: The aroma of freshly cut grass filled the air when, suddenly, she stopped. There was a sharp, intense pain in her chest, and she began to sweat. She clutched her chest to try and catch her breath.
0: At first, she ignored her symptoms. She had too much on her plate as it was. She dismissed her pain as a fleeting irregularity.
2: 24 hours later, however, the pain in her chest hadn't gone away. She took herself to a local clinic. According to the case report, doctors ran an electrocardiogram or an EKG test to measure the electrical activity of her heartbeat. The results were concerning. They immediately placed her in an ambulance to the nearest emergency room.
0: Due to Jane's symptoms, she was brought straight in. According to Kaiser Permanente, an American Integrated Managed Care Consortium, Anyone showing signs of chest pain is required to be seen immediately. In Jane's case, doctors feared a heart
2: attack. After running a few more tests, doctors found that Jane's blood pressure was high 140 over 86. But she stated that she had no history of heart issues. They checked her heart rate, her temperature, and asked her about any history of heart disease. Her physical exam revealed nothing unusual. Nothing was adding up.
0: She had all the symptoms of a heart attack, but her arteries were unclogged, which meant she couldn't be having a heart attack. So doctors performed a ventriculogram.
2: A ventriculogram is a test done to examine the main pumping chamber of the heart. According to the American College of Cardiology... During a ventriculogram, doctors insert a dye into the heart that allows the inside of the heart to show up on an x-ray.
0: Not only does the x-ray allow doctors to see the main chamber of the heart, but it allows them to check the movement of the heart muscle and the rate at which blood is pumping.
2: The left ventricle of Jane's heart was swollen, almost balloon-like, which can be extremely dangerous. The left ventricle is responsible for delivering the vast majority of blood to our body.
0: According to the American Medical Care and Research Facility, the Mayo Clinic, this enlargement can develop as a reaction to anything that causes the left ventricle to work harder. Most commonly, high blood pressure. But blood pressure had already been ruled out.
2: So, what was it? When a breakthrough finally came, it was not because of a new test, but because of a question. They asked Jane about her family history.
0: Tears welled up in her eyes. Jane's younger sister had just died of a heart attack the day before her own symptoms began. She was in utter despair.
2: It was the connection they needed to make a diagnosis, broken heart syndrome. But
0: the doctors had no idea why it struck the otherwise healthy Jane. They could only point to her grief as a cause and her symptoms as the result.
2: This syndrome obviously doesn't happen to everyone who experiences a painful loss. And nobody could explain what was actually happening in her body to link her emotional state to her physical symptoms. They could only tell her what she already knew that the pain she was feeling was very real.
0: Besides not having known causes, syndromes differ from diseases, disorders, and infections in that they have more than one identifying feature or symptom. The symptoms of broken heart syndrome include chest pain, shortness of breath, fatigue, sweating, the swelling of the left ventricle,
2: and abnormalities in heartbeat patterns. According to researchers at the Cleveland Clinic, types of stress that cause broken heart syndrome include the loss of a loved one, a major life change such as a divorce or breakup, an asthma attack, or a big surprise.
0: For most, broken heart syndrome strikes without warning. The Western Journal of Emergency Medicine details another case. This time, a 42-year-old Caucasian woman. We'll call her Mary.
2: Mary was going about her typical routine when she received a harrowing phone call. A phone call that haunts the nightmares of parents everywhere.
0: It was the police. Her two sons had gotten into a car accident. One had died. The other was in critical condition.
2: Her whole world had been turned on its head in an instant. Mary started feeling lightheaded. She couldn't speak or move, but after some time, she gathered her bearings. She still had one son left, and he was in intensive care. She went to go see him.
0: Sitting at her son's bedside, she couldn't make sense of her own reality. She had just seen both of her boys, now, One was dead, and the other might not have long left.
2: Mary felt a sudden sharp pain in her chest. She started to sweat as it became harder and harder to breathe. The pain scared her, but she dismissed it as a symptom of her shock. She didn't want to leave her son's side. For two hours, she suffered
0: through her symptoms. She vomited three different times. She didn't know what to do. She needed to be worried for her son. She didn't have time to worry for herself.
2: Luckily, the medical professionals at the hospital took notice. They checked Mary into the emergency room.
0: Unlike Jane, Mary had a history of health problems. She'd suffered seizures, an anxiety disorder, fibromyalgia, irritable bowel syndrome, and acid reflux.
2: But once again, doctors were stunned when the condition wasn't a heart attack. Mary's arteries weren't blocked. They ran a ventriculogram.
0: Like Jane, Mary's left ventricle was swollen to the point of looking like a balloon. In this case, the medical professionals were acutely aware of her emotional state. So it wasn't long before she was diagnosed with broken heart syndrome.
2: Doctors gave her medication to lower her blood pressure and beta blockers, which curb adrenaline. They also gave her anti-anxiety medication to lower her stress levels. They knew they needed to lower Mary's heart rate in order to give it the chance to heal.
0: Rita Wilson, a master of public health, writes that in cases of broken heart syndrome, anti-anxiety medication and even counseling may be prescribed in order to maintain a healthier
2: balance of emotions. She also remarks that Finding help in a therapist's office rather than the emergency room is an option worth considering.
0: But while preventative care for mental and emotional health is a critical component for overall health, it's understandably difficult for anyone to be prepared for every scenario, especially one like losing a child
2: so early. With the help of doctors, Mary made a full recovery And so did her son, but she would have to live the rest of her life knowing that if her emotions ever got the best of her, it could be fatal and nobody could explain to her why.
0: In Psychology Today, Licensed Counselor Suzanne Deggs-White puts one of the many enigmas of broken heart syndrome into perspective. She writes that though all of us have felt like we could die from a broken heart, there are those who actually can and doctors and physicians are at a loss as to what accounts for the difference.
2: But the more cases we find, the more we're able to learn. And as it turns out, research has led scientists to conclude that broken heart syndrome is a woman's disease. More than 90% of reported cases are women between the age of 58 and 75. And not all of them are as lucky as our first two.
0: Coming up, after 76 years of marriage, a couple dies within 14 hours of each other. Welcome back to Collector's Closet, presented by The Ohio Lottery. Let's discuss my newest prize possession, this new $10 scratch-off, the $500,000 platinum jackpot. the name for a group of life-threatening physical symptoms brought on by acute emotional stress affects women at a much higher rate than men, especially women who are post-menopausal. But to this day, the reason behind why can only be speculated.
2: Do women actually feel more than men? What changes as they get older to become more susceptible? Do their bonds just deepen, or is it chemical? Knowing the answers to those questions could save lives.
0: August 5, 2014, was Clifford and Marjorie Hartland's 76th wedding anniversary. Clifford was 101, Marjorie was 97.
2: The couple met in 1938, and according to them, it was love at first sight. They married only a few months later, but a few months after that... War tore them apart.
0: Clifford was drafted to fight overseas as a member of the 7th Coast Regiment Royal Artillery in Singapore. In 1942, his regiment entered a particularly gruesome battle.
2: And shortly afterwards, Marjorie received a letter from officials stating that Clifford and most of his team was presumed dead. But Marjorie
0: never lost hope. She refused to believe that her husband was dead. She even declined to take her widow's pension. She wasn't a widow. She knew it in her heart to be true.
2: And she was right. Clifford's regiment had been captured by the Japanese and made prisoners of war. They were tortured and forced into hard labor. On one occasion, Clifford recounted being made to dig his own grave— But after nearly three years of torture, he was rescued.
0: He was one of only four survivors that made it out alive. And in 1945, Clifford returned home into the arms of his wife. She had been waiting for him. Sixth sense or not, she knew this moment
2: would come. According to their daughter, Christine, they were inseparable. They never again left each other's side, nor did they argue. She recalls them often ordering the same dishes when they ate out. And perhaps it was their bond that kept them connected until the very end.
0: When Clifford died of natural causes, Marjorie told their daughter that she
2: couldn't live without him. Fourteen hours later, Marjorie followed him to the great unknown and the family knew it was because of
0: a broken heart. They didn't need a medical diagnosis.
2: The reason a medical diagnosis exists at all is thanks to a Japanese doctor, Dr. Hikaru Sato. In graduate school at Kobe University School of Medicine, Dr. Sato took a particular interest in the heart.
0: One day, Dr. Sato was looking over the EKG of a patient in his care, when he noticed a strange ballooning.
2: After years of research and observation, Sato and his team published a paper that formally identified the condition. They gave it its scientific name, takosubo Cardiomyopathy.
0: In Japanese, Takotsubo translates to octopus pot, which is a Japanese trap used to catch octopus. When the left ventricle swells as a result of the syndrome, It takes on the same long balloon shape as an octopus pot.
2: Although Takotsubo cardiomyopathy was named and recognized in Japan in 1990, it wasn't recognized in Europe until years later. And it wasn't until the U.S. conducted their own extensive studies in 2003 that it finally became recognized here.
0: It's been a hurdle for scientists to take the leap of faith needed to attribute physical symptoms to an emotional cause. Currently, the best physiological explanation doctors and researchers can come up with is that in certain situations, a surge of stress hormones, like adrenaline, may for some reason cause the heart to literally swell with
2: emotion. We should note that, though most of our cases today focused on grief, It's not the only emotion that can cause broken heart syndrome. In fact, it could be caused by joy, like, say, after finding out that you've won the lottery.
0: There is still much research needed before we can fully understand broken heart syndrome.
2: Luckily, modern medicine has made it so that broken heart syndrome doesn't have to be a death sentence. With proper diagnosis and treatment, most patients make a full recovery. And in addition to prescription medication, therapy is now also being prescribed as treatment.
0: Broken heart syndrome shares a similarity to mental illnesses in that its variables are environmental and largely understudied.
2: But as studies reveal that mental illness can reduce life expectancy by up to 20 years, researchers are doubling down on understanding our mental and emotional health. Finally, in the 21st century, grief, pain, loss, sadness, and heartbreak are being taken seriously in more than fiction.
0: It's important for us to note that though broken heart syndrome doesn't have to be fatal, according to the Cleveland Clinic, when a patient recovers from broken heart syndrome, they are at a higher risk for cardiac failure later in life.
2: And in 2019, a shocking study published in the Journal of the American Heart Association found that one in six people living with broken heart syndrome went on to develop cancer. Again, for reasons entirely unknown.
0: In some cases, broken heart syndrome can cause other complications, such as a backup of fluid in the lungs and low blood pressure.
2: Since doctors don't fully understand what puts anyone at risk, they suggest maintaining an active, heart-healthy lifestyle. Your heart does, after all, work hard. In a single lifetime, it can beat more than 3 billion times.
0: Routinely seeing a therapist and incorporating stress management practices into your life can't hurt either. Emotions are critical components of the human experience, and it's important to allow ourselves to feel. Part of that process is developing the language, tools, and resources to feel safe when that happens. For many cultures, that has taken the form
2: of rituals.
0: Cultural anthropologist Kelly Swayze describes how in parts of Indonesia, funerals are such large events that they actually incorporate the entire community and can
2: last weeks. Their culture also frames the idea of passing differently. Up until the funeral, the deceased are not considered gone. They are very much part of their relatives' lives, cared for by their family until they are finally laid to rest.
0: Across the globe, New Orleans is known for jazz funerals. A fusion of West African, French, and African-American traditions, including a parade.
2: A marching band leads mourners down the streets, often playing sad songs. The deceased is buried, and then mourners continue on. It turns into a celebration as they dance as a form of release to express that which cannot be expressed, love, life, and loss.
0: Traditions are great, but not everyone has such rich cultural foundations for processing grief. And it might be worth considering the practices that you can do to make you feel centered should something happen before it does.
2: After all, life is full of twists and turns. We are just at the beginning
0: of understanding the power of our emotions.
2: But we now know a broken heart can be much more than a symbol. It can be fatal.
0: Thanks for listening to Medical Mysteries.
2: For more information on broken heart syndrome, amongst the many sources we used, we found the Western Journal of Emergency Medicine's case study, Takotsubo Cardiomyopathy, a case series and review of literature, particularly helpful to our research. You can find all episodes of Medical Mysteries and all other ParCast Originals for free on Spotify.
0: Not only does Spotify already have all of your favorite music, but now Spotify is making it easy for you to enjoy all of your favorite ParCast Originals, like Medical Mysteries, for free
2: from your phone, desktop, or smart speaker. To stream Medical Mysteries on Spotify, just open the app, Tap Browse and type Medical Mysteries in the search bar.
0: And don't forget to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at ParCast and Twitter at ParCast Network. We'll see you next time. Medical Mysteries was created by Max Cutler and is a ParCast Studios original. It is executive produced by Max Cutler. Sound design by Juan Borda with production assistance by Ron Shapiro, Carly Madden, and Travis Clark. This episode of Medical Mysteries was written by Monica Labadia with writing assistance by Maggie Admire and stars Molly Brandenburg and Richard Rosner.